0: Welcome to the podcast of the fabulous Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Michael Gordon and I'm proud to serve as the 95th president of the greatest Rotary Club in the world. Our club serves our local and international community through a variety of projects, but our main focus is on youth literacy. If you're ever in town for either business or pleasure, we invite you to join us at one of our weekly lunches. More information about meeting time and location can be found at LasVegasRotary.com. Now, sit back and enjoy this week's speaker.
1: Thank you. It is such a pleasure for me and an honor for me to be able to introduce Mary Beth Seawalt. And you can see from the bio on the front page of the wheel that she is a dynamic woman. And um, She is certainly uh, well-placed in her new position as the CEO of the Las Vegas Metro Chamber. And we are excited, as members of the Chamber, and I've been an active member for a lot of years, very excited to see her. One of the things I'm extremely impressed with Mary Beth on is that she has made it her business to be sure that everybody who's a member of the Chamber has access to her and I think that's a wonderful thing because there's a lot of members in the chamber, so. But I, she's poised to do a fantastic job. We're happy to have her here today, and so without further ado, Mary Beth Sewell from Las Vegas Metro Chamber.
2: Hello, everybody, good afternoon. Wow, what an, a great group, you know. I'm so excited to be at the Las Vegas chamber today, and I will tell you why. I am a proud, sorry for the noise, is that okay? Um, I am a proud previous member of the Reno Rotary, and uh, they also boasted uh, being the largest and oldest rotary in Reno, Rotary Club, but I'm thrilled to be in Las Vegas today because as a red badge in Reno, they always made me sing, so I'm so thrilled to not have to sing today, so thank you for that, (laughs) because I can't really carry a tune. But I'm thrilled to be here today. Uh, thank you, President Mike as well, for, or Michael, for having me today. Uh, it's really an honor to be here to speak to such a, a great club. I know the service you guys all provide for Las Vegas and your communities is just uh, top notch. And I can't tell you, I know from my service time at the Reno Rotary, the things that we did and the heart that we put into everything we did. And I know that this club is no different whatsoever. So thank you. A hand to you guys for all you do. Thank you. I would also like to say happy anniversary to the Las Vegas Rotary Club. You guys are 95 years old. Uh, the Reno uh, Chamber was uh, started in 1911, and we have a few things in common, uh, which I'll get to in just a few minutes. But I know that the, Las oh, what did I say? <laughs> Reno, Reno, Rotary, Las Vegas Chamber, where am I? I don't know. Um, anyway, it's such an honor to be here really and I came into my role as the CEO of the Las Vegas Metro Chamber um, from the Broadcasters Association. Many of you may or may not know that, but I am a longtime broadcaster. I'm originally from Missouri and I was with the uh, graduate of the University of Missouri School of Journalism and worked my way up through the broadcasting industry. So as uh, my, in my role at the Broadcasters Association. It was my job mainly to elevate the influence of the Broadcasters Association because really no one knew who the Broadcasters Association was, much less did they care. So I got so much out of my membership at the chamber because we really needed to form some strategic partnerships and I found that the best way to do that was through the chamber and I really valued that the chamber was looking out for our region and really pushing for the things that we need to grow and to thrive. And through the chamber, I really felt like I was part of something bigger, really. Much like at at the Reno Rotary and you all here at the Las Vegas Rotary, you feel like you're with uh, something that's bigger, and you're actually making an impact on the the community. So now, as CEO, I really appreciate the, the opportunity to talk to all of you today, and I'm honored to be here, so thank you again for that. I will tell you a little about the uh, Las Vegas Metro Chamber. Uh, We really stand on three basic pillars, and those are advocacy, partnership, and resources. There's been a, a a lot of things happened since our formation in 1911, I'll give you a little bit of the background. With more than 107 years of serving this community and championing our growth here in Las Vegas, the Metro Chamber really has a strong legacy of creating solutions and and really supporting our region. We've driven transformation as the needs shift and the opportunities grow, ensuring that Las Vegas is and remains a really great place to be. And I know that's what the the Las Vegas Rotary is all about as well. We're at the chamber, we are committed to ensuring uh, that our members have the resources they need in the environment, in this tough environment. It's so tough, especially for small businesses. We want to help them create jobs and to really thrive in this community. So you can see we have a proud legacy uh, of creating solutions, driving transformation and ensuring the growth of the business friendly climate to everybody involved in the community. We at the Chamber share a love and a passion for this community much like the Las Vegas Rotary Club. Both organizations have been an integral part in the formation and the development of so many of the assets here that we have, and we've worked together in in solving a lot of problems. In fact, I was really interested to learn, and I didn't know this until just recently, that the chamber and Rotary, the Las Vegas Rotary, share a connection. Does anybody have any idea what that is? It's actually in your book. You know what that is. That's right, the Las Vegas Rotary, as you know, was formed in 1923 when Les Saunders came here from Southern California to take over as manager of the Chamber of Commerce. One of the first things he did was to encourage the formation of the Las Vegas Rotary. So it's so exciting to know that all of these things that we have in common, uh, in fact, one of the initial Rotary leaders was a cham- uh, at the chamber, including Roy W. Martin, James Cashman, and Pop Squires. So some of those names will be familiar and you probably are very familiar with those names. They, like you all, were formidable leaders who were really invested in this region, just like those of us at the Chamber. Through organizations like the Chamber and Rotary Club, they created solutions and really laid the foundation of this entire community. They laid the foundation for the infrastructure and institutions that really this community needs to grow and thrive and to sustain itself ultimately. Their tenacity resulted in roads being built uh, in the community um, to the north as well as to California, and we are involved in uh, an initiative, I-11, right now that I'll tell you a little more about in a few minutes. They were instrumental in lobbying uh, to build Boulder Dam to create jobs and to grow the economy. Also, one little known fact, lifting the ban on gaming and relaxing the marriage and divorce laws to attract visitors. Who would think? The divorce laws to attract visitors, okay, and marriage laws. Establishing uh, the Live Wire Fund to promote Las Vegas as a tourism destination. The formation of the Las Vegas Valley Water District, I, that's one thing I didn't realize. And then the creation of the LVCVA, which most of you probably know, the United Way of Southern Nevada, and funding of the first, the very first building at UNLV, and we are so proud of that. We've really seen how these early investments in in the community have really grown and developed over the years. And we are now the foundation of the modern-day Las Vegas. Their can-do spirit is really still alive, and and that's evident here at the Rotary Club as well. And it continues to transform this metropolitan region. The chamber also is, uh, we continue to focus on a lot of really big initiatives that you may or may not be aware of. In the past few years, the chamber was an integral part of the designation by Congress for I-11, Interstate 11, which I just mentioned a minute ago, between Las Vegas and Phoenix. This is an integral part of our infrastructure, and it will be integral for the entire Intermountain West because eventually this uh, infrastructure will go from Canada to Mexico. So not only will it be important for Las Vegas and Phoenix, but for the entire Intermountain West. The Chamber successfully also uh, pushed for the designation of Thule Springs as a national monument, and the Chamber testified before Congress on this project, making the case of the value of this project to ecotourism and economic development. So the Chamber has really played such an integral role in so many of the things that have been so important to our economy here. The Chamber's also been a leading advocate for the UNLV School of Medicine from the beginning, including uh, securing the initial state funding for that. That's another thing that you may not know. We worked with legislators creating the Southern Nevada Forum to determine our regional, uh, regional priorities ahead of the next legislature. So if any of you are involved in that, we appreciate that. But if you're not involved, you don't have to be a chamber member to be involved in the Southern Nevada Forum. So we invite you to participate in that because it truly is integral and truly your voice is heard. We annually also lead a delegation of, of folks to go to Washington, D.C. with us. This is such a wonderful trip, so I, I encourage you to go. This year will be in the fall, so if you uh, are interested in participating with our group that goes to Washington, D.C., that is a trip that you will never forget, I promise. Also, we like to, uh, to look at the priorities that the Chamber has uh, in terms of the coming months and the coming years. Priority number one is and has always been helping our small businesses grow and thrive. And really, we look out for those small businesses because we know how hard it is to build a small business and then to uh, grow that business, especially in the tough economic times that we've had recently. The majority of our small businesses, of, of the members at the Chamber, are small businesses. And while the economy is thriving, We know that small enterprises are absolutely constantly in need of resources to help them stay on course. This year we are introducing several new resources to help those members. The Small Business Task Force is one. If you were at the installation luncheon when Chairman Mike Bolanini made his address, he spoke eloquently about a small business task force and that's a committee of small business owners who will really help us explore and implement new resources that are going to be timely for those small businesses. So we're very excited about the Small Business Task Force. In May we're going to introduce a new pop-up uh, business showcase. This is also very exciting and will help our small businesses. It's a it's a small business trade show that will allow small businesses to really get the visibility that they need to grow their potential customers. So we're really uh, excited about those two things as well. Priority number two. You probably guessed it, it's the 2019 legislature. Uh, If any of you were at the legislature during the last session, you know that it can be a challenge. I spent a lot of time there on behalf of the Broadcasters Association. And the the next legislature is only about 10 months away and the chamber is already gearing up for that right now. We're also convening the Southern Nevada Forum uh, to determine our regional priorities. And again, any resident can participate. You don't have to be a member of the chamber, although we would personally love for you to be a member of the chamber. You don't have to be to participate in the Southern Nevada Forum. Through that Southern Nevada Forum, you may be interested to know that we've done some pretty important things. We secured fuel revenue indexing to fund many of our infrastructure needs in Southern Nevada. We also gained state funding for the UNLV School of Medicine. There are just so many things that you can accomplish and your voice will be heard through the Southern Nevada Forum. Also, the, chamber, uh, the Chamber's Government Affairs Committee is focused on the upcoming election, of course. That's huge for us. We play an integral role in uh, endorsing candidates. The committee will make several endorsements of the candidates coming uh, in the next several months. And we wanna make sure that people serving in those roles really understand the needs of employers, small businesses, medium and large businesses here in Las Vegas and in the entire state. So we we really anticipate some pretty important topics at the legislature this next year. Last session, we were very instrumental in thwarting a lot of things that would have been very negative for the business uh, uh, culture and economy. Um, Funding for K through 12 is gonna be one of our initiatives. Um, Higher education is another one. There'll likely be several uh, initiatives that could harm our business climate once again. So the Las Vegas Metro Chamber is going to be there as a strong voice advocating On behalf of our businesses in Las Vegas and the state of Nevada. Another issue that might come up is minimum wage and then also uh, mandating sick leave so those of you who are in business know how difficult and challenging these initiatives can be. The chamber also we're we're gonna have a full-time lobbying group there in uh, Carson City which we do every single session but we're there really to make sure that everybody's voice is heard and that what, you know, your decisions and the things that affect your businesses are heard in Carson City. A third priority of the Las Vegas Metro Chamber is really to elevate our visibility and so that people really understand the value proposition and the things that the Chamber brings to business in Las Vegas. So we're going to be doing several initiatives, many uh, high-level um, partnerships with our media members, we're going to be u- utilizing our social media and all of the platforms so that we can really inform folks on what the things are at the chamber that we really provide to our local businesses. We're focused on maximizing our communications channels with our, with our media. I come from the media so that will be something that will. Uh, we've already started to maximize those and leverage those partnerships as well. One of our uh, major initiatives that you will see in the coming weeks is a show called Like Nobody's Business. And we we will be looking for content and sponsors and things like that. So if you are interested in participating in that show in in any way, please feel free to call me. And on that note, I know that I wanna take, when I say call me, I wanna make sure that you have my contact information. So if I'm not able to give out my card to every single person, if you wanna take down my cell phone number, please feel free to do that. I'll give it out now and later if you want as well. But my cell phone number for either this show or any questions or anything that you have uh, related to the Las Vegas Metro Chamber or businesses in Southern Nevada, um, please call my cell phone at 702-575-8020. 575-8020. As uh, Sidra said, I'd like to make myself as available as possible. So please don't hesitate to call any of us at the chamber. So back to the show, Like Nobody's Business, that's a new 30-minute show that we're going to air on Cox Media's Your View Las Vegas Channel 96. So that's where you'll be able to see it. We're also working on being on a channel uh, on one of the commercial stations as well. So that information will be TBA, but we'll be sure to let you know, and of course we'll be all over social media. So we're really working to elevate the exposure and the knowledge about the chamber in Las Vegas. We'll be showcasing the chamber and all that we're doing in the community, so if you're thinking about topics that we need to address at the chamber, things that are important to Las Vegas or the whole state of Nevada, please do let us know, and our first show will come out sometime in April. Priority number four at the Las Vegas Metro Chamber is making our members' voices heard in Washington, D.C., the chamber, of course, continues to be engaged on the federal level. In fact, we have a full-time lobbying team in Washington, D.C. that represents all of, uh, all of our voices and all of your needs as business owners in the community. Top of our list of federal pr- priorities, of course, I mentioned this before, we've been working on obtaining funding for I-11. I was able to go to Phoenix a couple of weeks ago, and you know, it was really great to see all of the people who were participating in the I-11 initiative, especially the ones who came from Las Vegas. Um, A few weeks ago also, our chairman, Mike Bolanini of Cox Communications, uh, I went with him and uh, Paul Muradkin, our government affairs person at uh, the Las Vegas Metro Chamber, we talked with the White House and the Department of Labor about I-11 funding as a national priority. So really, we've been working so hard on these issues because we believe, and there's no question, how much they really affect the economy here in Southern Nevada and the entire state, and for that matter, the Intermountain West. The Chamber also will continue to, to pursue federal policies to support uh, our core tourism industry, secure more federal dollars for our state, and to protect access to, of course, the Colorado River, and of course we will continue to adamantly oppose any deposit of nuclear waste at Yucca Mountain. So. Those are some of the initiatives that we have going at the chamber. This fall, we're also going to take more than, I mentioned this already, we're also going to take more than 100 businesses and community leaders to Washington, D.C. Right now, the dates are tentatively in October. Uh, So if you're interested in that, do let me know because we would love to have you go to to Washington, D.C. with us to make your voice uh, louder and better heard. This trip really is an opportunity to build relationships and to to meet with our legislators, and it really is to showcase our city and our whole state. So we invite you to join this trip, and I promise that it'll be a truly unforgettable experience. I know it was for me when I went as a President's Club member. Another priority of, of ours at the Las Vegas Metro Chamber is to develop strong community leaders. We need that next generation of leaders to really step up and pick up where we leave off. The Chamber is focused on building leadership capacity of our community, and while we have had great current and past leaders who have stepped up to really share in the responsibility of this community, we really need to develop a new pipeline of brand new leaders who are really prepared to step up and take the reins. The Chamber created several uh, leadership programs, the Leadership Foundation of Greater Las Vegas, which Kara Clark over here is uh, in charge of, so Kara stand up and say hello. If anybody has any questions, Kara does a lot of work with our foundation, so if you have questions, please feel free to see her as well. Our programs, we're so proud of these programs. They include Leadership Las Vegas, which has graduated 1,300 leaders over the past 30 years who have gone on to serve Las Vegas in so many leadership capacities, and we're really proud of that. We also have Leadership Advance, which is for emerging leaders who really want to get that core training, as well as learning more about the region in general. And applications are currently open for both of these programs, so if you're interested in leadership or leadership advance, uh, the you can still apply, and you have until May to do that. Kara, what's the date in May, I believe it is, yep. So those are both great, they're just wonderful programs, and I can't say en- enough about those. Other foundation programs that we have at the Las Vegas Metro Chamber that you may not be aware of, Focus Las Vegas, to keep leaders informed on current topics, we have Vegas Young Professionals, and that is, has been tremendously popular with the youth of our communities, and they, help, they really help connect and engage that next generation of leaders, which I think we're all really interested in developing and having. Access Las Vegas is a brand new program. It's for executives who are either new to Las Vegas who really just want to get up to speed on how things work around here. We kind of call it the speed dating of leadership and it's really a lot of fun. And uh, the folks who have attended that have really enjoyed it. So we're very proud of those programs. And next, you know, we just want you to engage with the chamber. Um, I want to thank you so much for your time today. And again, I, I'll give you my all my contact information. I want to be so so accessible because if you if you have any needs at all, I want the Las Vegas Metro Chamber to be indispensable to you. Because I want it to be such that if you could wave a magic wand and your Las Vegas Metro Chamber could do anything for you, I want to know what that would be, whether it's for you personally or for any business needs that you might have. So my contact information is up on the screen. You can email me at lvchamber.com or of course again call my cell phone at 702-575-8020 and you can check out all of the resources that we have on our website. So once again, I thank you so much for having me today. As you can tell, we're pretty busy at the chamber, um, but we appreciate being here. And uh, any questions or suggestions that you might have for us at the chamber, uh, I want to open it up for questions if we have any time. Thank you again so much. Uh,
3: thank you for that. Uh- A question uh, regarding the visibility program, Uh, looking at it, it it seemed to be focused on local visibility as opposed to uh, perhaps in California trying to attract new businesses down here. Could you comment on what you might be doing uh, for external visibility and and a related question of that. To what extent has a chamber uh, studied or uh, are you aware of other studies that have looked at uh, what is attractive uh, to bringing businesses into Las Vegas as well as uh, some of the barriers or things that are, are inhibiting companies from locating here.
2: Yeah, definitely. To answer your fir- first question about uh, any exposure that the chamber might be able to get in places like California or even beyond, I'm fortunate to have built a lot of good friendships in my previous life as a broadcaster. At the Broadcasters Association, I have a lot of counterparts, one of each across the entire uh, country. And in, in California, I've already reached out to my counterpart there at the Broadcasters Association in California, and they are prepared to, uh, run some of the messages on television that we were, that we're gonna run here in Las Vegas as well. So I think as, as we move forward, we're, I'm gonna start regionally, locally here in Las Vegas, and then regionally in California and the West. But then eventually I would love to be able to move to a more global approach for Las Vegas because I have so much pride in Las Vegas and in the Las Vegas Metro Chamber that I think our our chamber of any chamber across the entire United States potentially could be a global chamber or a world chamber. So I see us having the ability to attract businesses in Israel or Greece. I mean, we have so many conventions that come to the LVCVA here and to our convention space, that why wouldn't they want to be a member of the Las Vegas Metro Chamber of Commerce and really participate in the growth of our local economy? So, does that answer your question? The first part of your question. In terms of the second part, uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, attracting businesses from other places, I know that the LVG, LVGEA is really instrumental in that. And I've already met with Jonas uh, at the LVGEA to see how the chamber can partner with organizations uh, like the one where President Michael works so that we can work together and attract more businesses to Las Vegas and Southern Nevada. Any more questions? Yes? Hi, thanks for being
0: here. I'm just curious how you go about determining which legislation
2: uh, you'll support and which you don't. Um, Is that a membership vote situation, or is there some secret dark chamber where those decisions are made? (laughs) There's a secret underground chamber. No, um, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. Um, The chamber really goes about determining these issues. We have a government affairs committee uh, chaired by Hugh Anderson at Hightower, and then it's a very robust committee, and they look at the issues of the day, the issues, the key issues that really affect businesses. And then we also do outreach to our members and we get feedback from them as well. And then uh, we also interview candidates and they talk to us about the issues. And so really those key issues and the direction that the chamber wants to go in and w- support. And it all comes down to how we serve our, our members. What's best? We listen to, to what our members say and they tell us you know, if this bill passes, this would be detrimental to our business and my bottom line, and here's why. So we really li- listen to our members, and from there, it goes to the community, the uh, government affairs uh, committee, and they're the ones really who lead the way and lead the charge on what, what we support and what we don't. No secrets. Yeah. Uh, my question has to do with a follow-up, uh, actually, the first question has to do with, my understanding is the biggest detriment to business moving here is education. K through 12 education and the lack
3: thereof. Uh, So I'm wondering how robust your organization is in in advocating
2: at the legislature, and even in Washington for that matter, for uh, improved education in in Clark County. Absolutely, that's a great question. And that's one of our primary, um, one of the things that we primarily focus on is K through 12 and higher education as well. We've been very robust in lobbying um, on behalf of K through 12. Uh, our most recent eggs and issues uh, that we had at the Las Vegas Metro Chamber was regarding K-12 through and pipeline talent, pipeline development for workforce. So we've had a very strong voice in Carson City and in Washington, D.C., with our lobbying groups there and that's something that we intend to continue being a strong voice because we know how important that is to attracting businesses here to Las Vegas and then further to developing that pipeline so that our businesses here have qualified individuals to participate in that workforce. huge.
3: Uh, Lamar stole my question but (laughs) I I have a follow-up question on that. If you look at the education here, particularly in the southern Nevada area, it looks like we are in the bottom five or bottom ten, whatever it is. Has there been effort to analyze why it is so? Or what efforts are being considered to see higher uh, or elevating it to higher level? Uh, that's my first question.
2: Okay, if I understood, I want to make sure I understand your question. You were saying why? Uh, why does Nevada or Las Vegas rank lower uh, in those polls and, and in those results than maybe other schools? I think you know, a lot of people have said it's uh, a couple of different factors, but some folks say that there's not enough funding for our schools. The Las Vegas Metro Chamber has advocated on behalf of uh, funding for our schools, and and I think, you know, our ability to attract those high-quality teachers uh, might be another thing. I know firsthand we have a lot of wonderful teachers here in Las Vegas, but those are some factors that have been attributed to exactly your point, and that's something that we're working on improving as well.
3: Well, it requires a lot more effort in that direction to really understand why and what can be done uh, unless we analyze it fully. I'm afraid that we may stay in the same level. The other question is uh, about I-11. So I congratulate you and others who are able to get I-11 sanction. But is there any effort to have I-11 extended to, let's say, Reno? Because the road from Las Vegas to Reno is really... Uh, very sad. So I, I'm just wondering whether you have any yeah. consideration in that respect.
2: Yeah, that is a great question, and as someone who has made that drive more times than I care to ever do again, uh, to your point, uh, yes, there, there are environmental impact studies happening right now, uh, because as I said, I-11 potentially will go Canada to Mexico, and so north of Las Vegas, there are two, a couple of different routes being being observed at the moment. The environmental impact studies are uh, there, and you probably know, President Michael, a lot about that as well. The the road between Las Vegas and Reno is being considered now, and um, my feeling, after having attended the summit in Phoenix. Uh, regarding I-11 is that that's the, that's the direction they're thinking of going because there's a road that already exists there and it would be less expensive and so forth to, to utilize the current route that's already in place. So I personally am keeping my fingers crossed for that alternative, um, but it, it does remain to be seen. But if I had to guess, I would I would think that they probably will lean toward utilizing that freeway and improving it.
3: Uh, When uh, the Riviera Hotel was first acquired, uh, the concept was to put an Epcot Center International Business Center in the site, which ultimately got changed to the expansion of the convention center for another 600,000 square feet. But uh, you talked about international attractiveness of Las Vegas. What happened to the concept of the International Business Center?
2: You know, that's a great question. I personally don't know the answer to that. Do you, President Michael?
1: No, was before, I think,
2: Yeah, sorry, I don't know the answer to that. Um, it, it's a good question, uh, one that maybe Rossi Rollincutter could be a guest and answer that question. Yeah, well, yeah, the current expansion, you know, the Las Vegas Metro Chamber has supported the current expansion. Um, of course, we believe that That will do nothing but, uh, you know, really provide for even more of a robust uh, facility here for Las Vegas and for our convention space, and we couldn't be more excited at the chamber to be a supporter of the expansion, and we look forward to being able to handle a lot larger and a lot more convention uh, uh, events that will come to Las Vegas, and and that can only help raise the bar for the entire community, and the economic uh, impact will just be tremendous. So... We're in favor, of course, of that. So we're looking forward to that expansion being completed. Thank
1: you. Okay. Thank you very much. Hold on. Hold
0: on. You got to take a photo. Oh, yeah. So, Mary Beth, thank you for coming to speak to us today. And for that, we would like to present you with our Share What You Can Award, where we will present a hot meal to a homeless vet oh, in your name. Thanks. And like I say, Rotary is like tennis, but I don't have my tennis racket. So the one who serves best usually wins. Now go forth and make a difference. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful meeting of the Rotary Club of Las Vegas. If you're interested in membership or want to know more about our upcoming projects and speakers, please visit lasvegasrotary.com for more information. Now go forth and make a difference.